So let's uh, finish the introduction for Galatians today. We have been talking about the calling, the, the, the various callings that, are, that have been given to us through the gospel of the Lord. So what is the gospel then? The gospel is, of course, the good news. But it's not just an ordinary good news, but good news that comes from God. So when the word of the Lord comes into you, your heart needs to shake and tremble before that word. When you hear the word Jesus, you need to, your heart needs to <clears throat> jump when you hear the name of our Lord. Because the good news of the Lord is very, uh, is wonderful. And this good news is not just there to please us. So when this good news, when this gospel comes into you, it is able to transform your whole life around. And we can talk about this in many different aspects. But Paul talks about a new covenant being, or a new creation. New creation, beings of the new creation are beings that were not present, did not exist before the coming of Jesus. But after the gospel has been given to us, we have been made into a new creation. Because Jesus himself showed us that we are able to live, uh, that, live a life that transcends the limitations of human beings. And of course, outwardly, our appearances stay the same. But your way of life is completely different from before because you have been born again in, in the family of Christ. I'm going to make an example. So for example, before the prophets of the Old Testament, they could prophesy only when the Lord anoints them and pours His presence upon them. And after they proclaim that prophecy, it is, it is finished. It does not become their, their work or their experience. But as a new, new creation being, we do not prophesy out of the presence of the Lord. We are able to prophesy at all times because the Holy Spirit is within us. And when the will of the Holy Spirit and our will come together, we are able to prophesy in accordance with the Lord. And furthermore, after we prophesy, that prophecy is not over, but it remains within us. It accumulates within us. Every little prophecy is stacked up as a reward within our hearts. So you have to realize how tremendous this is. And it doesn't make sense for you to not be able to enjoy these benefits. God has given you everything so that you can enjoy this life with Him. give you these things just for you to become a better tool, a better servant. He gave you all, he gave you all these things because he has made you an heir to his kingdom. He has, he has prepared it as, as an inheritance for you. But the reason why you lost your inspiration for this is because you don't fully understand and you have never experienced um, um, how tremendous this is, how, how, how big this blessing is for us. In James, it says that people that have the Holy Spirit are able to open up the doors of the heaven to, them, to themselves at any time. Do you see how extraordinary this is? 
And from now on, nothing in this world, no problem or no issue in this world can become an issue for us. And my wife has been next to me for the past 30-something years. And she can, she's a witness that I have never been concerned about something. I've been, I have never been worried about something. Because ultimately, our fate and our destiny belongs to the Lord. And so people of God cannot live, no, can no longer live an ordinary life. And look at our, uh, our spiritual ancestors written in the Bible. Look how extraordinary their, their lives are. And so it doesn't make sense for, you to, for your life to be dull, for your life to be, to be normal when you have received the same Holy Spirit as they have. And furthermore, this, this powerful message has been given to us as well. So it's very foolish of you to not live with, this, uh, with, with, with these things being activated within your lives. You blame, you blame people, you blame your situation, you blame your, you blame your money problems for your shortages. But that does not become an excuse for us. You have to see clearly what identity you have become, how God has transformed you after you have received this gospel. It's because you have been deceived by the great prostitute and you have received another gospel that you don't fully know uh, what this means and you, you, don't, uh, you are not inspired by the work of God anymore. You have been just living a life of religion rather than living with the Lord. When you live with the glory of God, every day you, have be, you need to be touched. You need to be inspired by His works. with the Lord correctly, you're supposed to experience uh, His miracles every day. And it, it, at the very least, you need to experience one miracle or, or one uh, amazing thing each day. Sometimes that, that may come to you through ministry. Sometimes it comes to you through the Word of the Lord. And you have to experience these things each and every day. Last week, there was a day when I had to minister 10 people to heal them, and all 10 of them were healed immediately. Chungman uh, of this church, Sister Chungman, there, there was something wrong with her nostrils. It was very, uh, it was clogged. So she couldn't breathe, breathe out of her nose. And the hospital advised her to get surgery immediately. I ministered her, her once, and it was completely uh, opened. And there was another, there's another sister called Songza in this church. She also has some inflammation in her nostrils, so she couldn't breathe also. And again, I proclaimed the fire of God to come upon her, and again, she was healed. So this is another, another sign and another miracle that I experienced that day. Another person will come to me with, with another health issue. And I will say, I will proclaim fire upon that person, and that person will be healed. So, this is how we have to experience the Lord every day. And this is the normal life uh, image of, of, of a Christian, of a believer of the Lord. Do not think that my life is just special, that my life is unique. God has already given you these, these extraordinary things. It is you who is unable to receive those in faith. So I'm, I'm amazed at you guys. It is, it is a miracle that you don't experience miracles every day. How can you live with the Lord when you don't experience His wondrous works every, every day? 
It's, re it's very upsetting to see you guys living uh, these kind of lives. It means you're not receiving the word of the Lord by faith. And it's, it's a result of you living by religion for your whole life. God wrote in the Bible that He responds to our every prayers. So how does how is it justified that your prayers are not answered by God? So either God is lying to you, or second, you you have, uh, or secondly, you have not become a, ch a child of God. But as you know, God never uh, ignores our prayers. So that means there's an issue with your relationship with Him. He He cannot ignore you. He will not neglect your prayers because He is our Father. He will listen to our prayer surely. Constantly um, listening to translations next to me, English, uh, English, Spanish, Chinese, and after ministering in, in Central America for for uh, three weeks, even my dreams are filled with Spanish. But now I have to listen to Chinese every day, and so I'm pretty sure pretty soon in my dreams I'll be listening to Chinese. So can you imagine uh, what kind of life I'm living at the moment, constantly being confused by various different languages? So let's continue. So we need to receive this gospel. So let's continue to talk about this gospel then. The good news of God. What is the core? What is the core of the gospel? It's the, it's the good news that, that the kingdom of God is coming, that his kingdom is already within us. Along with his kingdom, God himself, the king of kings, is, is coming towards us. And he, come, he has come to reign over us, to, to put us under his sovereignty. And we, as his people, as his heirs, and as his children, are to live with him and to enjoy our lives within his kingdom. We have also become his bride as well. He has given us eternal life. He has adopted us into sonship, made us his heirs. And he has poured numerous uh, different nobilities upon us. And I once said this in the church. Jesus, and we have only one difference, and that is He is God. He is an independent God, whereas we are we are dependent gods. So we, when we rely on God, we are also we when we rely on God and when we rely on Jesus, we are also gods with Him, because we are same in nature. So Hebrews 2:19 says, "The one who is holy and the one who has been made holy are of the same nature." The only difference is he is an independent God, whereas we need to be dependent on him to be a God. So when you meet him correctly, this nobility will allow you to become like God. And simultaneously, you are lifted up, but you are also humbled. You need to be humbled before him. Because we are fully dependent on God to be, to be a deity. We need to be fully obedient to God. 
and people who meet who have met the Lord correctly know this dynamic. And this nobility that God has given us is so high that it is uncomparable to the success, to the glory of this world. Why are you worried about money? Why are you worried about the added for, uh, by the judgment of others? When you believe in this nobility that God has bestowed upon you, nothing in this world will be, uh, will be a concern to you anymore because nothing is above uh, our nobility. God's glory is so much greater than, uh, than any of our problems. And this is the spiritual order of the kingdom of God. So there was a person that was uh, riding a boat across the river and there was a great stone before this boat. And he prayed, Lord, would you remove this rock so that I can, so we can pass through? And God uh, asked him instead, should I remove that rock or should I put more water in the river so that you can go over that rock? This is how God works. This is how the kingdom of God works. He doesn't remove your issues, but He gives you everything necessary for you to overcome those issues. And this should be your way of life as well. Hardships no longer are a problem for you. Do not pray to have these problems and hardships be removed. Pray that God will give you grace to overcome these issues. Do not pray, Lord, give me money. Pray, Lord, give me the abundance of your kingdom. And when you ask for that abundance, um, whether or not you receive this money will not become a problem for you anymore. If you continue to be tied to money, then you lose the abundance of the Lord. You lose that, that prosperity. People who have the prosperity of the kingdom of God are able to receive all things from His kingdom. There are no limitations in these people because God gives everything to them. And all that is possible when you have this correct relationship with God. And receiving the gospel is also the same thing. You need to receive this gospel and confirm of your nobility that God has given you through that gospel as well. You need to believe this uh, for sure and confirm of it. Are you able to believe in it? If so, then there should, be, there should be no problems in your lives. The rest of the minor issues are just technical issues. And through these little issues, minor issues, you just learn how to become better. Those do not become a problem. The kingdom of the Lord is not, cannot be lived through techniques and through skill. So he does not care if you are talented or if you are skillful. But these minor issues will allow you to grow more and, and, uh, uh, and mature through these trials and errors. And when you, know, when you receive this nobility, one of the proofs of that is you do not, uh, you do not fear failure anymore. You're not afraid of being, uh, afraid of failing. 
And even now, even ever since I have met the Lord, I have never uh, been afraid to fail. I just, I just jump into each situation by faith because I know God is going to be responsible for me. I'm not afraid of failing. I'm not afraid of the enemy. And you guys will be the same when you renew, when you can see this nobility that God has given you. And look at Caleb at the age of 85. That old man says, Lord, would you give me Hebron? Hebron was a land controlled by the Anakites. And he said, Lord, I'm going to go and conquer that city. He wasn't afraid of this challenge. At the age of 85, that is. Raise your hand if you're 85 or, or over 85. 85 is an age where you need, to, you need to prepare your own funeral. You're weak and, 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 and out of energy and strength. But that wasn't the case for Caleb. He was able to proclaim boldly, Lord, would you give me, help me to conquer the land of Hebron? Because I need to, I need to take that land for you. This is the image of those who are living with the nobility of God. They do not fear uh, failure. And God never rebukes you about failing. He rebukes your unbelief. He rebukes uh, your inability to trust in Him. Failure is a failure of, 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 of works. So failure is just another event in your lives. This failure does not last for eternity. The important thing is, is that, is that the, reason, uh, the reason why this failure uh, oppresses you is because you hold on to it. But you have to realize your failures do not belong to your being. You are still noble. You are still precious. You are still the child of God. You are still His son. You are still His child, even if, in, even if you fail. That fact does not change. So your faces have to shine with this pride that you are a child of God. Living with the Lord is not just another theory. It is real. It is substantial. So if you do not receive these things from the Lord in, the, in all parts of your lives, then you will be attacked and be oppressed by the enemy. But when you start to receive it by faith, at some point you will see the Lord guiding your life into the life of faith. At first, living by this faith may, will not be as easy as you have thought. There's going to be a lot of difficulties and a lot of trial, trials and errors. And at first, the nuclear, when the re nuclear reactor of the gospel operates within you, it can only generate enough power to light a light bulb. But the more you live in this way, the, the stronger that reactor is going to become. And, and, and once, what, what, what was once a small stream of river, a stream of water, will become a large lake and a large um, um, river. So the key word here is endurance. And do not, do not reside within your failures. Push through it. And then the Lord will lead your life to faith. Many people cannot reach that point because they are unable to endure through those, uh, th those difficult times. But you need to endure through all these difficulties and trials and errors so that you can become this big stream of water. In this season, God is uh, officially allowing us to, to all achieve that goal. So this morning we talked about the gospel. So, and 
tonight, we're going to continue to talk about the gospel. We talked about the other gospel this morning. The reason why we need to restore the truth is because uh, the churches in this age are so powerless because they are, their truth has been polluted by the great prostitute. When we say these things, we're not bragging of ourselves. But it's a fact that God has raised our church, Yorbang Church, to be an example for the remnants. Even though our church is very small, and our ministry is also quite small compared to the other big mega organizations, and we are also very poor. We're ex- extremely, extremely poor. But the reason why we can manage this great ministry is because it is the grace done through the grace of God. And it's because we are living a life where we're, we're, we're working towards that goal of living by grace and living by faith. This is not a mathematical problem. Every church needs to also be on, on, on this process of walking towards that goal. Because because you need to walk on this journey in order to reveal the, uh, reveal the power of the Lord in your churches and in your ministry. The reason why your church is powerless is because it has, not, it has been lazy in this task of, of working towards that goal. And you shouldn't raise your church members to be timid and shy and lose all their, their, their wildness. Wildness? Wild instincts. Do not pamper my church members. I would tell the, the, the church companies to just fund the, the, the conference, all the financial things of the, of the conference, even though their company is not earning a lot of money. And how is this possible? Humanely speaking, it is very, it's very unfair to them to, to have to fund these conferences. And there are many members of our church who are unable to pay their rent, and that's why they have to constantly move around. The head pastor spends money enough to buy two two buildings each conference. Does that seem fair uh, in the perspective of the church members? If it was any other church, then, then I would have been exiled from the church. How can a head pastor spend all this money, all this hard-earned money of the church members when the church members are struggling so much? Is he, is he receiving a bribe from somebody? But our church never says anything like that. It's because the scale of faith has has grown in this church. And for the past 25 years, our scale of faith has been growing constantly. The reason why you're living, you're always being chased by your uh, by your other external issues is because you live with such a small scale. You need to experience more spiritual breakthroughs when you respond by faith and you're obedient to God. And you need to see how God sees you. See how... Uh, and you have to realize the, uh, the nobility that God, that God has given you as well.
So the kids of Ensib are going to intercession for the adults. So Pastor Kim is telling them to pray specifically for him. So the reason why this cannot be is not manifested within your lives is because of the of the false truth that you have received, and it's because of the chip of the great prostitute that has been planted within your spirit as well. So to counter that, you have to continue to receive the spiritual flow from the Lord, continue to and, and strive to live by faith and experience spiritual breakthroughs, so that your scale of faith will increase and increase. So when, the, when, when a nuclear reactor or a power plant is built within a city, eventually that city is going to build a lot of new uh, buildings and, and, and infrastructures through that energy that is supplied from this power plant. Likewise, the more you live with the power of the nuclear reactor of the gospel, the more powerful it is going to become. And you'll receive and be supplied with more power, more power from God to allow you to do even greater things. And it is not too late right now. It's not too late to start. Start to live by faith. Start to receive the truth. Receive the truth that is being proclaimed in this ministry. Amen. And of course, there's one thing that's still not. There's one thing that is a little uh, disappointing about Zoe ministry, and that is the Zoe ministry of, of, of the other nations, of the global Zoe ministry is doing very well, but the domestic Zoe ministry churches are kind of struggling. So I'm still contemplating on how to, to, to reach and, and minister as the pastors in, in Korea. Another thing is many of the many of the other churches are are is being estranged uh, with Yerbang Church because of these false rumors and stuff like that. But people who have who people from Zoe Ministry who have come to our church to receive training realize that seeing our church from the outside and seeing it from the inside is completely different. You need to understand how this church is operating because we are we are we are we are modeling ourselves after the Vision Church. And so this isn't a struggle that I have. So the, only thing, the only way to counter this is the people of Zoe ministry also need to listen to the sermon being proclaimed in our church. So now let's go continue to uh, listen to the sermon of Galatians. And this morning we talked about the importance of revelation. When the kingdom of God is working within you, Everything is given to you as a present. Everything is given to you as a gift at, uh, through the grace of God. And this this um, portion has to become greater. Your portion, your 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 capacity of 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 living by your own strength needs to decrease. And the amount of time that that you spend you spend living through the grace of the Lord has to increase. So there are many reasons why we need to receive these gifts from God. 
uh, what God is requesting from us is not for us to become a good man. It's not for us to, to eat well and to, to, to live well on this earth. It's for our, our beings itself to become like God. In Ephesians 5.1, it says we need to become like God. And many other epistles also talk about this importance of becoming like God. So all, our, our ultimate goal is for us to become like God. That is sanctification. And that cannot be achieved through your own strength. It's not, it cannot be achieved by your efforts. Even if you try hard, you won't reach that goal. It has to be given to us by God. So that is grace, and thus it is a gift. And when you're living life with the Lord, you're living a life of grace, and you're living a life of, of receiving gifts from God. And you have been in this Zoe ministry for, for 20 years. If you have followed this ministry well and correctly for, for 20 years, then you will realize how, how, how painful it is for you to not receive grace every day. You should be unstable and feel uncomfortable when you're not uh, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. It needs to become easier for you to maintain the state of, of the new self, maintain the state of, of grace. And if you're not in that state, you have to be uncomfortable, you have to be, pain, be in pain. If you have been living with the truth that is, that is proclaimed in this ministry for, for the past 20 years, then that should be your, your current appearance. But many of you are not in that state. Just because you, don't, you have not lived uh, your lives. You have, not lived, uh, by, by, you have not lived by relying on this grace. It's because uh, the portion of the flesh is too much within yourselves. So rather than seeking the help of God, you seek, you, you seek the help of others or you, you try to overcome these issues yourselves. And when you're faced with these, uh, these issues in the flesh, You seek God only when, when you, you have run out of uh, options and, and you have run out of your own possibility of overcoming that issue. That itself is not the best way of, 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 of increasing the scale of your faith. You need to constantly allow yourself to be under the influence of the grace of the Lord so that you become more comfortable uh, with living by grace. You become more um, comfortable with by, uh, living, relying on the Lord. And you start to enjoy living your life through the ways of the Lord. And for me as well, if, if I am unable to receive this grace and receive this revelation from God, and I won't be able to preach. So and you have to you have to check yourselves to see if to see are you able to work even when God is not working in you? And if that is true, then you're not relying on God. Rather you're relying on your strength and you're relying on on your own flesh, on your own possibilities. Paul 
when he writes about the law in his in his letters, he always men he always always connects it with with uh, works as well. And works in he, in Greek is ergon. When the spirit of the law comes into you, it will it will it will make you act out those 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 um those things. And so you focus more on your actions, you focus more on the result. But when you allow the Lord to work through you, it's no longer your works, but the work of the Lord. So let's say you're asking for money. And even when you're praying to God, that prayer itself is actually your work. But when you're filled with the, with the grace of the Lord, when you pray in that state, that, that prayer is not no longer your own work, but the work of the Holy Spirit. And time will fly by <clears throat> because you go deeply into the presence of God and you enjoy that, that, uh, that meeting you have with Him. And so time will, uh, will, will pass by very quickly because you're enjoying that, that, that time with the Lord. So even though the, the outer appearance may be the same, the, the, the motives are completely different. So why am I talking about this already? I guess the kids are not praying for me yet. I told him to pray for me so that I would not go off track. wait a little bit so, so that uh, so that the inter intercession will start oh, I am, so you see how heavily influenced I am by the intercession of this church right no when she does not receive prayer she also goes uh, she also translates it wrong but right now you're receiving this anointing very well so praise the Lord let's continue so revelation so we have to live by this gift of grace that comes from God. But this grace has to go through revelation. Revelation was given to you as soon as your salvation was, was uh, given to you. And these nine elements of Galatians are also given to us uh, as soon as we were saved. And through the Holy Spirit and through the anointing, God reveals, activates those things that He has already given to us. It has, it has, these elements are already embodied within you because the kingdom of God is in you. And so teach, uh, the Lord helping you to live, live with that kingdom is, is, is what this revelation is. So why is this revelation so important? It's because your goal for your lives will become co completely different when you live by revelation. So that's why I constantly say not to live by your own strength, not by your, not, uh, do not live by your own thoughts, by your own methods, by your own experiences. Because when you do so, you are not living, you are not receiving revelations anymore. But when people who are God-centered, people who, whose ultimate goal is God, those people constantly receive revelation from the Lord. And wisdom is another method that is used by revelation. This is all something that we have uh, talked about in this morning. So wisdom needs to, needs to go through revelation. 
So since we talked about this in the morning, let's, let's, let's just glance over it. So now let's talk about the, the, the content of gospel, of the gospel. And chapter 1 verse 4 talks about the content of the gospel. recorded the book of Galatians he he compressed this revelation into into this format and so at times it, is, it, it may seem a little difficult to follow along but you realize that the book of Galatians is connected with one another and that the focus of all this le- all these letters are on the gospel of the Lord so let's look at chapter 1 verse 4 Amen. So through the book of Galatians, the nuclear reactor of the gospel needs to operate within you. People who do not have it working well needs to to reactivate it. People who had it working but not fully functional need to need to need to uh, repair it so that it becomes fully fully functional. And through that, the glory within your within your spirit will also increase. Is this just a blank statement made by by made by the speaker of this conference? No, it is recorded in the Bible. When you live with the glory of the Lord, that glory is supposed to increase in size within your heart. Because this glory is not a relative glory of God, but God's glory itself has been given to you through the gospel. Because the Holy Spirit Himself is within you. And so that's why even even though the angels the, uh, even though the angels cannot see the, the, the light that shines from the face of Je- uh, face of the Lord, we have been given the right and the privilege to, to see him face to face. Verse 15 of chapter 1 says, But when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased. Paul, when he was on his way to Damascus, and when God, uh, when Jesus revealed himself to him, the image of the Lord has been given to Paul. And from then on, Paul was able to see the, 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 the face of Jesus wherever he went. needs to, to, to receive sunlight in order to be healthy, in order to survive. Likewise, we as believers also need to constantly be shined by the light of, of the glory of the gospel. And we have to see the light that shines from the face of the Lord as well. Because this light is the light of creation. And this light is also real. And the face of God is also real. And so this light that shines from the face of the Lord is also real for us. And the more we are exposed to this light, the more the image of the Lord will be, will be completed within uh, our, our bodies. So by this pace, I will, I'm not sure if I will be able to re- reach even chapter 4 of Galatians in this conference. But let's try. So after this conference is over, you can you guys have, uh, can begin registering for the for the Tuesday conference in September.
and you need to decide are you going to be with us until Sunday or are you going to return to your individual churches to, to offer your, your worships in your churches. be holding this conference in Hwengsong, which is a city famous for, for Korean beef. Uh, maybe if we, if God allows, then we will allow, we will um, guess we will do some, get some of that meat for us to have a barbecue over there. But anyway, the reason why I'm, uh, I'm, I'm slow in preaching right now is because I'm waiting for the ice cream to, ice cream to arrive. And I can see that you guys are a little low in blood sugar. <laughs> Anyways, verse 4. Who gave himself who gave, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. Oh, the English version also says rescue us, and that is not actually in the original Greek Greek, Greek um, uh, text. And so he needs to be excluded. So the point of this verse is uh, Jesus gave himself for the will of the Lord, and he gave, he gave himself for us. He didn't, uh, God did not force his son to do this for us. Because of the issue of holiness, Jesus, the Son of God, himself volunteered and gave himself to become our sacrifice. Because God is the God of holiness, and holiness has a lot of aspects. But basically, holiness is righteousness and love. When God gives us His holiness, He has given us a righteousness that is not present in the world. This righteousness basically says and guarantees that this person has never sinned. Because when you're, when you're a righteous being, you cannot sin. You don't have the ability to sin. And also, the love that God gives us is, is a love that is not present in the world. So, uh, many people translate holy, holiness as being set apart. But, and of course, it, it, contains, it contains that meaning, but that is not the full meaning of the word holiness. People who have received this holiness know what comes from God and what comes from the world. When they receive love, they know that it comes from God. When they receive, when they receive, um, 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 what's that? Glory. They also know that it comes from God. So the ice cream has arrived, and we're not going to take a break. Just, just take um, and just enjoy the snacks while you're listening to the sermon. If you want to have two. And you may take uh, you may take one from from another person, I guess.
Christmas. We even have ice cream in the middle of the service. Unfortunately, we, can, we, are, we don't have control over the food that is prepared in this church uh, and uh, in, in this uh, school facility. And so you guys will just have to eat what, what they give you. But, uh, we, but I heard that the food over, over, um, over at the place of our next conference will be, will be better. From now on, if the domestic uh, churches of Zoe Ministry want to hold a conference in Korea, you need to prepare for that conference with, with prayers, with fasting, with, uh, and with desire. And only then will God allow the, uh, another conference to be open. Because, no, because we, can, we can no longer hold these conferences when the people are nonchalant about uh, the intentions of God. So the Chuseok Conference will be the last conference that we, we prepare. If the Korean churches want another conference, you guys must prepare for it. Amen? And you need to invite me to the conference that you have prepared as the official speaker. And hopefully you guys come with the fee as well. And I'm an important speaker, so my fee is not uh, very, very low. So there are some pastors who have come to this conference that, that are ex-Zoe ministry, ministry pastors. Pastor Kim is asking them, you know, are you doing better now that you're out of, that you have left Zoe ministry? And of course you would be living a better life because you're no longer under, uh, no longer under this constant spiritual pressure from the enemy. So if you don't if you don't want to receive these hardships anymore, then you then then there's a one way is just leaving this ministry because the enemy will will also lose interest in you as well. But if you have that heart, then you need to really examine re-examine your position in this ministry. So if you don't want to endure hardships, then you're welcome to leave. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, don't don't distract me anymore. We really need to finish this message. So that was the, the struggle of the Holy God. He had a hard time dealing with this issue. And practically for us, when we're committing a sin, God has to go through that struggle. But through the act of Jesus, He no longer needs to endure through this struggle. If you are unwilling to receive the holiness by, by faith, then that struggle now belongs to you. And that is guilt. You're constantly under, 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 um, under accusations. If you were living in the Old Testament, then once you commit a sin, the enemy will, will immediately come and, and hold this charge against you. They will accuse of you. We who are in the New Testament have already gone through through the crucifixion of Jesus, and that's, that's why the enemy no longer has power to, to hold this charge against us. And when 
people go through a court case, usually, even if they were to win in this court case, they lose a lot of money in that process. And so the family, family, uh, um, um, family, family crumbles down through that, through that, through that case. But spiritually speaking, it is the same. When we, when, when we have to endure through this charge that the enemy brings against us, we also experience a loss as well. And so because God, God knows of this struggle, He, out of His act of love, sent Himself to, 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 to die in our place. So Jesus himself volunteered, gave himself to become our, our sacrifice. In Isaiah 41, verse 4, it says, Look at the one I have chosen. God has chosen uh, Jesus to, be, to become the sacrifice. And so the thing we have to look right at right now eh, is... Psalm 40, David uh, prophesied something. And the writer of, the author of Hebrews also uses this text. Hebrews 10, 9. Hebrews 10, 9. It's an excerpt from, from Psalms. Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. So this quote is from, from Psalms. So what is this will then? It is written in verse 10. By which we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. This is the will of the Lord. Let's continue to look at verse 9. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. So we're not, we're not going to look deeply into Hebrews today. But because Galatians is talking about the gospel, we're going to be looking into Hebrews a little bit. So what does it mean he took away the first? Before Jesus came, that was a spiritual order given to humanity. Strictly speaking, it was given to it was the spiritual order given to Israel, not the whole of mankind. And by Jesus giving himself, giving his own body, he took away the first order. His sacrifice, this order was spread not just was given not just to Israel but to the rest of humanity. This is a spiritual order that was established through the sacrifice of Jesus. And now you can only live when you're under the system, under this order. People who, who, who go stray away from this order cannot live a happy life. In the perspective of the author of Hebrews. Through the sacrifice of Jesus, we have entered the glory of God. It, was, it is written in Hebrews chapter 2. And entering into God's glory is the best thing that can happen to us and is going to lead our, is going to bring us happiness. But if you go against the spiritual order of God, you won't be able to partake in this glory. So Jesus came. 
Jesus came to take away the law, to, to, to fulfill the law, and he came as the high priest, as the Melchizedek, to, 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 to do this ministry for us. So Jesus is the royal son. But simultaneously, he's the royal priest because he is the priest that came from the from from the line of Melchizedek. So when we pray, what happens? Lord, the God who is seated on the throne, He comes and holds our hands, and He becomes our advocate to present ourselves to present us to to God. And he is going there and, and officially guaranteeing, uh, uh, guaranteeing us. Joseph, as he went before the Pharaoh to to excuse uh, his brothers, brothers. Likewise, Jesus is saying, "I shed my blood for my brothers and sisters, and so they have the privilege. They have been given the right to come before you." That, and that is the task given to the high priest. So that is why our prayers can never fail. Because our prayers are guaranteed by Jesus himself. And Hebrews 7 says, He is the interceder of the new covenant. So legally, Jesus is guaranteeing us. He's guaranteeing us that we are a new covenant being. And in chapter 8, it says this is an intercession. Jesus gave everything that he has to, to, to put this seal upon his brothers and, sisters, brothers and sisters. So God is the God of abundance. He's, he's a prosperous God, God as well. And so he used all his prosperity and all of his abundance to come and guarantee us. So that is why our prayers can never fail. And simultaneously in 1 John, it says that he's the, the, the most powerful lawyer in the world who has shed his own blood. And so this court case doesn't make sense. It is not possible. And this, this court case, this charge doesn't have, uh, have nothing to do with us anymore. Parusha? Parakletos means he's the counselor, he's the advocate. Now you can see why I'm, I'm getting confused with all these languages around me. So I'm thankful for the doctors in this church. But, anyways. So Jesus is our advocate. And we have also have another advocate who is the Holy Spirit. So we have so many counselors, we have so many advocates. They come and guarantee us. So why? So does it make sense that your answer, your prayers are not answered by God? This is a practical event. Whenever you pray, you are led to the throne of grace. It is a practical event. But why don't you know that you you have reached the throne of grace? It's because you live by the flesh. Even though the promise of God is 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 applied to us, you cannot see that that, that promise is fulfilled. 
And because you live by the flesh, you, you are weighed down by the burdens of the flesh. You should become very heavy. You cannot reach the, th uh, the throne of grace because of these weights and burdens. So that's why every day we have to go before the throne of grace, grace and cast all of our burdens away. So Jesus came and took away the, the, the high priest of this, of this earth and he himself became the high priest. And secondly, he took away the law and brought grace instead. Now, so no longer are we living in a day and age where we need to live by our efforts and by our own strength, but we live by grace instead. So now, when we try to live by our own strength, it's going to lead to our parish. In Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 10. Uh, being only fleshly ordinances imposed until a time of reformation. So this reformation is a time of, of this new spiritual order. So before the time of Jesus, it was possible for the people to live by their flesh. But after Jesus came, a new order has been established. So if you live by the previous order, you are, you are going to perish. You have to live fully by the grace of God. And right now we're talking about the grace in Galatians. And grace is a gift that has been given to, given to us by God. Because our goal is not to become uh, to, to live a good life, to become successful. We, our goal is to become like God. And that is only possible when you live by grace. Thirdly, He has destroyed the, the tent tabernacle on this earth and He has raised up the tent in, in, in heaven. So this tabernacle is no longer built by the hands of men. Verse 11, but Christ having come as high priest of the, com of the coming of good things through greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation. Also, this tabernacle, this tent that has been raised within us is also not made by the hand, not made with hands. So it is not a part of creation. So when Paul says that the, that the church is the body of Christ, he's talking about this. So the holy place of heaven is directly connected to to the body of Christ and so our churches must also be connected with Christ as well we are the body of the head which is Jesus Christ and so Hebrews 1.3 describes him as the image of the main main uh, main, main frame main body the God that was invisible now is visible to us so when we encounter God, we are encountering Jesus. When we encounter Jesus, we are encountering uh, the Holy Spirit. And when we encounter the Holy Spirit, we are encountering God as well. So when the Holy Spirit is within you, the, the dynamic of the triune God is working within you. And the, the holy sanctuary of, the, of heaven is open to you. When 
when this uh, when this holy sanctuary is open to you, all of your relationship with the Lord is completely reformed. And so we no longer have to rely on the the the, the tavern on the, ta- on the on the physical tabernacle to meet the Lord. So even though the church exists on this earth, it does not belong to this land. The church is is where the assembly of the heaven is uh, the assembly of heaven is open. It's connected with the holiest of ho- it is connected with the holy of holies. And we are connected with the heavenly beings as well. So the church belongs to heaven, it does not belong to the land. Let's say there's a door here. I'm here, on this side of the door. But I, I stretch my hand across the, w- the window. Then what happens to my arm? Is it outside the window? Of course the arm, the arm, some part of the arm is outside of the window, but, my, but the rest of my body is within the door. And so I belong inside, I, I am not outside. Likewise, even though I'm stepping on this land, I am not a being of this land because I belong to heaven. I'm a being of heaven. My nature belongs to heaven. When you receive this, when I receive the salvation, I have been seated on the throne with the Lord. It has been done already. In the third dimension, it's difficult to describe what this is. I, even though I'm standing here, I'm also seated on the throne. But we all belong to to His kingdom. In Colossians, it says, Colossians it says, His throne is my throne. And then later on, when the kingdom of God actually comes upon this land, we will also be we will we will officially be enthroned with Him together. And so realize that the message of the word of God is always practical. Move on. So we have to go to the, the, the Holy of Holies to meet the Lord. And we have the right to reach the Holy of Holies. And simultaneously, what nobility the Lord has poured upon us is He has also put that Holy of Holies within us. In 2 Corinthians, it says the Holy Spirit is within us and we have become a temple of the Lord. Temple is the Holy of Holies to be to be exact. So the Holy Spirit resides within us. In John 1 it says uh, the Holy Spirit has come and set up a tent within us. And that tabernacle, that tent is the same tabernacle in the Old Testament. In Old, Old Testament. And that is the Shekinah, that is the tabernacle is the place where the, the, the Shekinah glory of the Lord resides. And so the church is also the same. The church is where heaven and earth meets. So right now, this is a meeting of remnants. And so you are not just sitting here. You are seated here with the heavenly assembly. In Hebrews, it also says, the, the, the God of judgment, the, hell, the, the angels, and the righteous ones are all together in this heavenly assembly to partake in this worship together. Let's move on. You have to see this. 
you ha we have been given the right to reach that Holy of Holies. And the reason is because you yourself have become, a holy, become the Holy of Holies, because the Holy Spirit resides within us. This is the Gospel. The, the kingdom of God is within us. He has come into us, and His sovereignty, His sovereignty is upon us. And the core of His kingdom is the Holy of Holies, and that itself is also set up within, within, within us. So, but anyways, the Holy of Holies, His holy sanctuary, has been opened to us. So Jesus has come to to replace the old covenant. So we are all new covenant beings now. That is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Jeremiah. The message of the Lord has been put has been put into our minds and in our hearts. Hebrews 10 verse 16 says this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days says the Lord I will put my laws in their heart and I will also write it on their minds then he says the Hebrew, Hebrew author the author of Hebrews uh, based his letter upon the Septuagint but anyways a new covenant being their mind and their spirit is is a has been made has been integrated with the with the message of the Lord. And when we talk about Christology, we will go into more detail about this. But we have become new covenant covenant beings. The old uh, the old covenant has perished. So you need to you need to embody this message. And Hebrews twenty. So when the Bible says the Holy Spirit has been given to you, it means you have been made into a new covenant. So because you have become the Holy of Holies, three things are, three things are present within you. The blood of Jesus, the message of God, and the Holy Spirit. So when we repent, when we, the more we repent, the more the nuclear re reactor of the gospel will operate. And the more you rely on the blood of Jesus, the more you will be able to erase the false truth that has been planted within your minds. So the Holy of Holies contains only these the three elements, the blood of Jesus, the, the word of the Lord, and the Holy Spirit. And because you, you are a new covenant being, that, those three elements are within you. So now we no longer give animal sacrifices. Hebrews 10, 22. The precious blood of Jesus not only erased our, uh, our sins, it also re erased all the records of our sins in heaven. Because within Jesus, he had blood, he had a pure blood that never once sinned. And so that blood has power to cleanse us and purify us. So now we are, uh, we are righteous because we don't have a record of sin anymore. Let's say she's my child. She sinned. Then would I say, you're not my child anymore. And she, when she does something good, I would say she's my child. Is this how God treats us? No. Even if she, she sins, she's still my child. 
because now the blood of Jesus has erased our record, our record of sin. So we are pure. We are uh, consecrated. So do not clap yet. I'm not finished. And the Holy Spirit is constantly speaking to us, saying, speaking of our nobility, Romans 8, 16, says, you are my child. And again, there's the, there's the blood, the precious blood of Jesus that speaks to us. And, and it's constantly saying, you are righteous, you are righteous. So even when you are committing a sin, that blood will still say you are righteous. But if you keep listening to the voice of slander, voices of slander of the enemy, you won't be able to listen to the blood of, uh, to this, uh, you won't be able to listen to the voice of the bl- precious blood of Jesus speaking to you that you are still righteous even though you have committed a sin. Let's say your father rebuked you. Then, then you will say, oh, I'm foolish, I did wrong. You hear these voices, right? When, you, when you're rebuked by your by your father So even when you're receiving a scolding from your parents or even from your spouse, you shouldn't be oppressed. To listen to the voice of righteousness. No matter what the enemy says to you, you need to listen to the voice that speaks from within you. So, this is doing the work of the Lord. Hebrews verse 10. Which we will be, we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So the offering of the body of Jesus is of course talking about the crucifixion. Through that we have been sanctified. So Jesus is wearing the flesh of a man. He's wearing sarks, the flesh. Received baptism from John the Baptist as the representation of, of, of the rest of humankind, and when he, when when uh, John the Baptist laid his hands upon Jesus, he imparted all the sins of of, of mankind into Jesus. In Luke, it says. Jesus became the the, the, the the sacrificial lamb for the sins of mankind. That's why he had to die on the cross for us. And so the blood that he shed on the cross is to erase the, the sins of mankind. In Leviticus 16, on the Day of Atonement, Before going into the holy holies, they have to sprinkle the blood of the of the animal that was sacrificed for the sins of Israel. 
But when you go into the Holy of Holies, there's a veil that covers the Holy of Holies. The veil is so thick that even elephants cannot tear it open. But after the, the sacrifice of Jesus, the veil was torn. In, in, in Exodus 25, it says, You need to sprinkle a holy blood that is untouched by, by blood. It is the blood of the, of the animal that was not imparted the sins of Israel. On the Day of Atonement, the, the high priest needs to do this four times. And on that one day, all the sins that Israel committed for that one year will be completely erased. So, the Holy Blood of Jesus also has two functions. One blood is the blood that has, has been imparted the sins of mankind. But that blood was shed on the cross. Through that, you have received the Lord's righteousness. When you receive that righteousness, the, 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 the issue of holiness has been taken care of. That is the, the, the blood shed on the cross. But after, but Jesus, after Jesus was resurrected from, from death, in John 25, Mary, Mary uh, grasped the, the arm of Jesus. So, and then after his, his resurrection, he went up to heaven for 40 days. And what did he do during those 40 days? He went up there and, and using the blood. That was that was pure because Jesus never committed a sin while fully uh, while fully relying on the on the Holy Spirit during his time on this earth. So this blood is a pure and holy blood. With that blood, he went into the Holy of Holies and he completely erased the record of, of, of our sins. So we don't have our, this record of our sins do not, do not exist anymore. And on the Day of Atonement, that was what the high priest did in the Holy of Holies. And so after this high priest came out of the Holy of Holies, they, the Israelites cannot see what the high priest is doing within the Holy of Holies. And so the high priest needs to do something to prove what, what he has done within the Holy of Holies, that the sins of Israel has, has been erased. And so there's the Azazio goat. They need to, to send this goat into the wilderness. And they have to wait until this goat is, uh, uh, the goat has disappeared from the horizon. That's when the Israelites rejoice that God has taken away their sins. And that's when the Day of Atonement becomes a festival. But if that goat was to return to Israel, then that is a huge issue. But that goat does not return. It needs to go out into the wilderness forever. 
Ephesians 1 7, it says, uh, in forgive. Uh, the forgiveness of sin. That is the, 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 the Azazel goat. He's being separated from your sins. So now you have nothing to do with your sins. And, and that is who the new covenant beings are. And that's the new self, to be exact. The new self does, cannot commit sin anymore. The old self is... is um, a part of the flesh and so it has it has the ability to sin and but we're going to talk about this tomorrow but anyways we have become righteous because of this ministry but there's an issue here we have been made perfect but in reality we are still sinning but this is not an issue now when we commit a sin what happens sins are recorded in our conscience it is not equal to the record of our sins but is recorded in our conscience but this is not an issue because the, the blood of Jesus is within us if we repent with the blood the, the, the record of our sin within our conscience will also be erased so that's why repentance is so important for us the more you repent, the more uh, more uh, pure you will become. Let's say you didn't repent and you keep the, this record of sin within your conscience. Then those people will have to face the judgment of Jesus in the end. We do not go before the... the, the, the the judgment of God on that day. So resurrection is not... So resurrection, when we, when we, when we wear our, our new bodies, when we're resurrected, it does not mean we're completely made into a new being. You actually maintain the, the amount of holiness that you, 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 that you received while you were wearing the flesh. And the enemy, the enemy is very familiar with human nature. And so they know exactly what sins you are, you are very weak against. So that's why you com you commit a lot of sins out of habit. So we need to become um, we need to receive this good conscience. But the, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to work within you to purify your conscience so that you do not commit the sin same sin over and over again. The reason why you commit these sins is because the re recorded sins within your conscience. So through the blood of the cross, our righteousness has been taken care of, and through the through the ministry in the holy uh, in the holy of holies in heaven, our record of sin has been also erased. So now, does the enemy have anything to hold against us? No, there's no charge that can be brought against us. So when they come to accuse you, you say that you have to say you are lying, you are fake, you have no power over me because of what my Lord has done for me. You have no reason to 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 uh, feel guilty, and guilt is actually very dangerous because when you're experiencing guilt, you lose a lot of spiritual energy. And the reason why you feel guilty is because you don't fully believe in the uh, power of the blood of Jesus. You're unable to believe in this great and tremendous mechan spiritual mechanism that has been made by the Lord, and that's why you're constantly being attacked by the enemy. 
Where's Hannah? You need to receive this message. You need to receive this truth. Blood of Jesus. Do not let the enemy come and mock you. Do not make let the enemy come and torment you. Do you understand? The enemy cannot torment you anymore. Do let this true system come into come into your folies, so that the enemy cannot get a grasp upon you. Lord, continue to purify her. Let her realize the power of this blood, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Let's move on. Where to next? Verse 11. Verse 12. But he, when he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. So, he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever. And what is the sacrifice? We're not sure what it is. But verse 14 talks about it. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Who are the ones being sanctified? These are the ones who have been cleansed by the, by the, by the crucifixion. We have been given righteousness through the crucifixion, and we have been made holy. There's a second sacrifice. This offering, this this offering and sacrifice that, that Jesus did in the Holy of Holies is what made us completely holy by erasing the record of our sins in heaven. So what you have to do right now is to fully believe in the blood of Jesus, that this precious blood has power to completely erase you. So that's why we took out uh, the, the word rescue us from verse 4 of Galatians. Because redemption, this, the word redemption is written in, in the Korean Bible. But redemption happened in, in, during the crucifixion already. And the blood has two functions, and you have to differentiate between what fun, what what, what uh, which blood that the text is talking about. With the blood of Jesus, we're able to be be, be cleansed of our sins, and we're able to proclaim against the enemy because we have been made righteous through this blood once again. So the blood of the Lord cannot be an abstract thing for you. This is all given to us along with the nobility of the Lord. God has made us to be, uh, invited us to become His children. He is the source of our life now. And because He loves us, He cured us all, healed us all. So the blood of Jesus and the love of God are, are, are completely connected. People who understand the love of the Lord understand the love of Jesus as well. My children, I am... Children love their father and love their mothers. 
they do not doubt that they that they have received life from me, that they have received blood from me. So again, and likewise, God has become our Father. He loves us, and we love Him. So you have to believe in His blood as well. This blood cannot be abstract. This is because we have this relationship with the Lord. We are born out of Him. So His blood, His blood belongs to us. The people who have scars regarding the Father or scars regarding God have difficulty receiving, uh, acknowledging the power of the blood as well, because they don't trust the God, trust God fully. They don't know what color this blood is. They don't know what function it has. But the color of, of the love of God and the color of His blood is the same. So let's go back to Galatians. At the very least, we need to finish Galatians. So we 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 are done with sin. Sin has nothing to do with us anymore. So he has saved us from this evil age. So the reason why God has saved us is not just to bring us to heaven. This is the trip of the great prostitute. Because they have polluted and com compromised the gospel to trick people into thinking that the goal of our, of our faith for the Lord is just to get a ticket to heaven. God saved us. God uh, brought salvation upon us not just to, to allow us to go to heaven, but he, he wanted to pour all of His holiness, His glory, and His nobility upon us. And in John, it also says the same thing. In John, John 20, John, John uh, 17, 11. I am no more in the world, but these are but these are in the world. I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them through your name which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are. So the goal is not for us to go to go into heaven, but it's for us to become one with Him. He is in us, and we are in Him. This is chaos. Chaos is is nature. Talking about nature, we we mean we need to come together to, to become of one nature. And Hebrews also talks about the same thing. It says Jesus. The one who is holy and the one who is made holy is of one nature. That is the same same meaning here. And even though it seems it seems tremendous, it's actually a very matter of fact because God has created us in His image. made us to become his children so that we can maintain this holy relationship with him as we walk on this earth. So even though you guys are tired, please listen carefully. Because this, this, this revelation is going to renew you. When this blood circulates within you, you would, receive, you would experience spiritual reformation, spiritual revolution. And once you realize uh, the power of the sin, the enemy will no longer have a hold, hold on you. They, will, they won't be able to hold this charge against you. 
can money, how can people come in between you and the Lord? That cannot be done. Verse 17. Verse 15. I pray not that you would take them from the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. John 17, 15. So our goal is not to go into heaven. And strictly speaking, the Bible doesn't even talk about going to heaven. It says that the kingdom of God, that heaven will come upon us. Amen. So let's go back to Galatians. He's going to rescue us from this present evil age. What this means is we are going to become unified with God. And God wants to keep us in that state as, as we're on this earth. And in and First Thessalonians also say also uh, illustrates the same picture. Chapter five. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the key word is we need to be preserved in that in that state of, of maintaining his holy relationship with the Lord until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can also speak of many things regarding this statement. But the, our ultimate goal in believing the Lord is not to get a ticket to heaven. It's to become holy and blameless as we're walking on this earth right now. Ephesians 1, 4 says that is the decision of God to make you holy and blameless. When you become the ch children of God, you will be made holy and blameless. And why is this the case? And through God wants to make us holy and blameless. To make us holy and blameless, God is pouring His grace. God is pouring His holiness upon us. Why aren't you holy and blameless? It's because you don't realize and hold on to this promise. You don't know the, the will of the Lord. And, and, and it's because of your unbelief. Not because of, uh, not because of a lack of effort. Let's imagine, imagine all these nine elements working within you. Then of course you will become holy and blameless. And that is the correct image that God has 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 um, planned for you. The key to the, the things necessary for our victory has already been given to us by the Lord. So you need to believe in the Lord. You need to receive by faith so that it will be revealed within you. lives do not become difficult because we lack some things in the world, whether that be money or people or materials. Babylon has, cannot uh, intervene in your lives. 
because you are a noble being. Let's conclude the sermon here. Tomorrow we will finally be going into the main text of uh, the main body of Galatians. So I fed you ice cream so that you would have the energy to pray. So let's pray for the sermon and pray that you'll receive this, receive this message by faith. Receive this message by anointing. So I'm going to give you time to pray freely. And I advise you, I encourage you to pray regarding today's message, especially people who are constantly feeling guilty about their sins because they feel, they, because they are accused uh, by the spirit of Jezebel. Once you resolve this issue of, be, uh, of, of, of this charge, you realize how liberal, how, how free you would feel. And I can tell at an instance uh, who is struggling with these voices of slander. Because people who are affected by the voices of slander and feeling guilty, they cannot pray. There's no power in their, in their prayers because they feel powerless. So, a long time ago, when I was in Chicago, I was not living there, I was just uh, going there on a trip. I was driving a uh, Porsche 911. It was when I was 20 or 21 years old. Because my father was rich, I was able to drive uh, this expensive car. And there are 32 speakers built into the car itself. It was a black Porsche. And I was wearing sunglasses to match the color of my Porsche. And because it was summer, I was also topless. And right now I have a belly, but back then I was very lean. And I was blasting music from the speakers. And when I, was, when I, went, when I came to a red light, Corvette uh, came next to me, parked next to me, and I looked at that person, and he was he was driving an open uh, open car as well. So we, we 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 looked at one another, and we knew instantaneously that we were to race one another. So as soon as the red, green light came up came on, we both stepped on the on the on the pedal. My car accelerated as soon as the, the car, uh, the, the light turned green. But this car, the, the Corvette, cannot propel forward. But the, the, the tires just ran in place. This is the, this is the same thing uh, as our spiritual state. If you're under accusations, if you're listening to the voice of, voices of slander, then you're running in place. You're burning out your tires in place. You cannot propel forward. So tonight you need to resolve this issue before leaving. There's no charge can be brought against us. No matter what the enemy says, they are not speaking the truth. Because our Lord and Jesus Christ himself has resolved this issue for us already. He has become our counselor. He has become our, our advocate. And so we are nominally righteous beings of God. We have no records of sin in heaven anymore. The Holy 
the precious blood of God is within me and it speaks to me saying that I am righteous. I am a temple of God. The Holy of Holies is within us and so we have the right and privilege to go to the Holy of Holies in our time of prayer. Believe in this fact. Believe in this great event. Receive the, the system of the blood of Jesus. Let's pray together.